The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition. Hello, I'm Kimberly King, and welcome to the Mother's Market Radio Show, a show dedicated to the truth, beauty, and goodness of the human condition. On today's show, it's time to get back to school and help you parents out there to get the most out of your kids' study time. If you want some improved study habits, you've come to the right place. Plus, later we'll tell you what's happening around town. But first up, it's time to put on our thinking caps, and we're extremely pleased to welcome a true pioneer when it comes to alternative thinking in education and increasing brain function in everyday life. Dr. Sherry Sweetnam is a nationally syndicated columnist, corporate trainer, author, and radio host that combined 15 years of passion into her Brain Power program that has raised test scores dramatically for thousands of students. And we're very fortunate to be welcoming her to the Mother's Market Radio Show. Dr. Sweetnam, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. We're talking today about making a difference where it matters, and we can't wait to hear more. But before we get to today's topic, can you fill our audience in on your work and its mission? Uh, My mission is to bring learning and memory skills um, and the understanding of brain power to students. And so what I do is I teach students not only what to learn, but how. My work is with schools. And my mission is to bring learning and memory understanding into schools. And so students really understand the true capacity of their own brilliance and understand that they are not, you know, in a ranking system, you know, behind somebody else in front of the other guy, that they have a unique way of learning that's different from anybody else in the world. It's not one of three styles or one of seven styles. It's one of a billion styles. And so they can be empowered to when they study and when they learn that they can put information into their brains in a powerful way. And I love that so much that just that word empower and especially with that ranking system. Absolutely. Uh, good for you. So you're um, already a favorite of mine. <laughs> Why, thank you. That was easy. <laughs> yeah, right? Especially as a parent, too, and we all want to look out for the best for our kids. So Absolutely. Uh, today we're talking about what parents can do at home to help their kids get the most out of their education. And every parent is looking for an edge, and not everyone has those resources. So what can be done about it? And I know you're filled with resources. Well, thank you. Um, There's so much that can be done at home. And one of the problems is that we separate school and learning and, and, uh, and the academics from home life. And some parents do that more than others, and there are many very dedicated parents that um, want to help their child study and want to be a part of their education, but don't really know how other than to maybe stand behind them and point at the textbook and, you know, or, or help them with, you know, hold the piece of paper while they're studying their vocabulary, and that's all really great stuff. But there's a lot more that we can do when we start to implement memory tools, and especially in that first piece of understanding of, you know, if I can teach my child that using a tool can help them so much rather than we're just going to study, but how are we going to study? If we can have that conversation of how are we going to study for this test? Not just let's study, but how are we going to do it? What you lead the way, what, what's best for you? Now, of course, um, in my book, I have a lot of different tools, but you know of a lot of different tools. You've heard of acronyms. I happen to call them top words for tip-off power because it is an acronym. Um, you know you know of different techniques that you can use. Um, and so think about that. How does your child prefer to get information into their mind? Um, if, if you use the tools yourself, if you'll 
take your child to a grocery store and memorize the list together, if you will make a point of memorizing names every day when you meet people, if you will um, read an article, find it fascinating and discuss it with your child, and how can we really remember that statistic? It's just so interesting. And so I think when a parent leads the way in the passion for learning, it affects the child drastically. And so the memory skills and learning just in general in everyday life teaches a child how to do them. But now we're talking about opening that textbook or studying for that test and what kind of tools can you actually teach your child and use with your child. And one of my um, my favorites that is very easy to learn and learn on a radio show very quickly is the mind explosion, which we've discussed in the other show, is that um, having a child take a piece of paper and write down absolutely everything that they can remember, but allow them to draw pictures and use colors. When a child's allowed to do something creative and do it their way, and and maybe it's their own characters or their own way of, of I've had students that, um, one, one student, had a piece of paper and she decided to take notes in a circle all the way around I can't ex- describe this without using my hands, <laughs> but all the way around the piece of paper and kept circulating that piece of paper till it was this big spiral. And, you know, looking at that, I could never, oh, oh my gosh, like how would you even get the words? But she loved doing that. And her teacher said it works for her. Like she does so well on tests. And when she started doing things her own way, that's when things changed for her. So we can't, also, we can't judge. We can't say, oh, no, sweetheart, drawing pictures, that's not studying. Studying is taking notes and reading over and over. And that's not studying. We need to change the definition of studying. We need to make it fun and exciting and colorful. And even for those high schoolers who don't use crayons anymore and they don't <laughs> use markers anymore, get the markers out, get the crayons out, get the stickers out, whatever. And so now their notes look different. And maybe some of them are more corporate and serious and, and that's okay too but some people like I was in as a freshman in college I would do these crazy poster sized notes um and and I would get a lot of <laughs> attention positive and negative <laughs> for that but I would have people coming into my dorm room going what are on earth but I had groups of kids studying together that I would say hey let's all do it let's do it my way. <laughs> let's let's study. Let's get a big piece of banner paper and we'll all write down what we remember and we'll talk about it and study it and it actually works because it's attention on the information. So it could be any topic that we could all sit down and 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 write write draw pictures and we could discuss it. We would be studying for the thing that we're talking about. And so that's what's so powerful is understanding that Studying isn't just putting your nose behind a book and reading something over and over and over. So you can say she's run circles around uh, the competition, <laughs> right? <laughs> so to speak. Um, can you tell us an example of how we can continue to do this at home? Um, I think I think the best thing that um, when when a child sees a parent get creative. And that's the biggest challenge for parents is that, you know, we're not creative anymore, I'm sorry to say. No, that's a good point. It's true. We always run out of time for creativity, True, and, and we don't see the value in growing up 
means getting more serious, means putting the crayons away, mm-hmm. means, you know, but I had a math teacher, and um, we're doing the this pilot program that we're doing for math. I had a math, an algebra teacher, high school algebra teacher come up to me and say, I never am creative at school. Now, this is a phenomenal teacher. She's wonderful. She is beloved. She is so engaging and so fun. I adore her. I observe her classes, and it's just, it's a, it's a hoot, and it's math. But she's saying, I am not creative ever. And so this program helps me be creative. And it was just such a statement to me that, that, you know, even we are just not used to being creative, but our creativity is crucial to our memory. And so if a parent can, can impart that to a child and also let the child be the leader. Mm -hmm. And so if a child is, you know, child, they're always the ones learning, except with this new computer generation where we're all idiots and the computer you know the kids (laughs) are teaching us which is great you know by the Mm -hmm. way but when kids realize wow I am so much more creative than mom or dad and I am so much more capable of coming up with a memory tool or a skill to so letting them take the lead in that so for example we've got a biology test and um, actually I had a, a student that I was working with a number of years ago she was in ninth grade biology and she was so angry and her mom hired me to work with her because they were at their wits ends Mm -hmm. and um we met at a starbucks because that was very cool for a high schooler to be you know when she's stuck sitting with somebody to learn that anyway she walked in with a huge thick book and she slammed it down on the table she was not happy making a statement not happy (laughs) that her mother was making her sit with somebody like me that she had to do biology but she threw and her mother actually like snuck out which was really nice (laughs) which is actually a good thing right um but this this young lady said i have been studying for the last month and i can't get this information into my brain this is so painful and um and it was it was a huge test and a huge book. And I said, oh, my gosh, it was cellular respiration. That was one of the topics. And I remember going, wow, like I'm paging through the book going, oh, my brain hurts. Like this is the things don't come to me naturally. I don't pick up a book and memorize it immediately. It takes work. And so I really felt her pain in that moment and remembered being there. I said, OK, well, let's try this. We ended up taking all of the information that was necessary for her test and she just liked to draw stick figures. This was her, she mm-hmm. loved, we did everything, no lie, on three note cards and stick figures and stories. And they were, I mean, we were laughing till we were crying. They were hysterical. And this, <laughs> the, what I would do is, um, working with her, she would do her note cards and I would do my own. So we would take the same information and, you know, to answer the question about parents, I would take the same information and I would draw my stick figure story about, you know, what was happening in cellular, whatever, and use examples and metaphors and, you know, crazy, you know, and if it's somebody's expelling gas and this is happening, that's all fine because it's all about, you know, what's funny and memorable. And so we would compare notes and we would laugh hysterically. Now she was a better artist. Hers were cooler than mine. So she got to take the lead, got to be the expert. But every time when I would explain my pictures we were studying. When we were discussing her pictures, we were studying. Mom walks back in and she had three note cards and says, you're not gonna believe this. My entire test is on these three note cards. And it, it was just, um, you know, it was such an amazing moment for both of us. And that's, guess what? She's in college and studies that, oh gosh, she graduated from college. <laughs> wow. Um, but continued that process. 
And it wasn't necessarily draw stick figures to study. That was the answer as much as it was be yourself and find your own thing the way that you so as parents if we can help child children discover that let them take the lead let them be a little crazy show them being crazy ourselves we're going to do a world of benefit for our kids so you tapped into that uh, that learning her learning that was her thing her. so i just got behind her and right. tried to do it her way and i wasn't anywhere near as skilled which is oh, great. That's amazing. And so she did well on her test, obviously. Yeah, well, that's why it stuck. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's if she great. wouldn't have, yeah. then, 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 then you'd still be on <laughs> something else, really. We would, okay, well, maybe that's not the way, but that happened to work for oh, her. I love that story. Great information, as usual, Dr. Sherry. We have to take a break right now. We will be right back with more of the Mother's Market Radio Show. Looking for healthier snack options? Mother's Market sources organic and non-GMO small batch, high-quality, great-tasting nuts, dried fruit, fruits, snacks, and candy. The goal? To provide you the highest in quality snacks while also offering high nutritional value. Fan favorites include non-GMO peanut butter pretzel bites, organic dried mango slices, and organic dark chocolate peanut clusters. Stop into your local Mother's Market today to explore all the varieties and pick some up to try for yourself. Let's talk menstruation, perimenopause, menopause, and postmenopause. These shouldn't be taboo topics. They're the normal life phases we move through as women. And Solaray delivers support every step of the way with her life stages. The first of its kind comprehensive new supplement line offers doctor formulated solutions at each stage with clinically backed ingredients you can count on. Own the stage. Buy Solaray at Mother's Market today. Welcome back to the Mother's Market Radio Show, and we want to take time to remind you that if you missed any portion of today's show, you can find us on iTunes by searching Mother's Market, or you can download the podcast from our website, mothersmarket.com. Click on the link for radio and listen to our past shows. Plus, you can always download our healthy recipes and money savings coupons, all available at mothersmarket.com. And now back to our interview with Dr. Sherry Sweetnam. And we're discussing ways you can help our kids enhance their education while we have them at home. So, Dr. Sherry, I read one of your articles that claims that everyone can benefit from the tools in the Learning Toolbox, one of your great books, <laughs> elementary school students all the way up to grandparents. So how can one of your books be applicable to all ages? That was the design of the book, really, is um, I really believe in terms of creating the conversation and the culture so in schools if everybody's speaking the same language they all know the memory tools and they can use them and share them same thing in families that if we if we can all do this together and this is that thing that we do you know we this is the game that we play um there's so many great car trip games that you can that enhance your memory but um so you think about aging adults and how we're all afraid of losing losing our capacity as we get older and it's a it's a fact of life and nature that um that that happens and there's so much we can do about it to help avoid and prevent that you know from nutrition and extra exercise certainly but also using memory tools and enhancing our brain on a daily basis and so showing children that you know this is we care about our brain like I don't know how often that conversation comes up in family meetings or over dinner. Like we, we take care of our brain. Like we take care of our bodies. We take care of our muscles. We watch our weight and, and, and our food intake and, and our heart even that's becoming more common, but we take care of our brain. And so, you know, 
eating our fish and raw walnuts and understanding, you know, and look at the walnut, it looks like a brain and let's eat that because it's going to help our brain. And, and so, um, but, but actually being in the habit of, of learning and, and taking a moment to remember people's names and, and to see something that we've, we've learned that we see on TV or that we see in an article and share that and learn it and remember it. Um, but, as the aging adult, you know, uses their their brain capacity, and ex- expands their brain capacity by using memory tools and by making a point to remember things and struggle, you know, with their brain a little bit. Um, that's going to be powerful for them. For mom and dad, maybe they're at work and they use memory tools to help them at work. And um, that's what my corporate seminars are all about: is is using these tools in your various jobs. For students, it's in school, but the the design of it and the beauty of it is with the learning toolbox that it pertains to that student in elementary school because it's memory tools that I can use um, in school to memorize all the information from my test or or that I can you know use when I'm taking notes. Um, that very same book goes with mom or dad to work that you know I'm sharing at the office that I can um, you know, again, remembering names is always the biggest one for adults, but so many other pieces of, I worked with a police department for memorizing co- codes, um, memorizing license plates, things like that. Um, and then the grandparents who just want to stay fresh and want to go to the grocery store and remember the stuff they have to get. They want to, um, you know, uh, remember something that they've seen or read and they want to share it with their friends that, it's the the reason I wanted to be the same book for, and I originally considered, well, I want to do, you know, I want to do something for the aging adult, but I also want to do something for students because that's really my, where my passion is. But the truth is, if we can, if, if the teacher has the same book that the student has, that the college student has, that big brother has, that little brother has, that grandma has, we're all speaking the same language. We're all on the same page. We can use the same stuff. We can challenge each other in the same way. Okay. I think that's brilliant, actually, really. Oh, and, you. and you're right, though, because no matter where the, the student is or the, the young student is, you're in a car and you're on the trip or whatever, But yeah. and it really is exercising the brain power for yeah. the grandparents or the parents. And I, yeah, brilliant. Absolutely. Thank you. Good job. <laughs> um, yeah, and I don't want to take you off focus here, but um, I, I think that kind of leads to the next uh, the next question, really, I mean, when you're offering that, because when you, when we're all at home, and again after school, um, I when can we offer that to the teacher and the volunteer in the classroom? I guess that your same um, that same vocabulary as you're as we're talking about to the teacher to the volunteer, and is it easy? That is it a formal program from your learning tool? Is it, it something formal? Oh, that's a great question. It. it can be formal. I mean, it's certainly the Brain Power program is a program that involves teacher training, student training, the use of the textbook in many different formats. They can have a class just for study skills. If they don't, it can be um, implemented all through the school. Um, but as far as, you know, if you're in a school and they don't use the Brain Power program, absolutely the tools are still of value that if a volunteer is going to go into a classroom and say, hey guys, I'm going to teach you some memory skills, that's absolutely valuable. That, you know, it might be one little tool. Um, for example, I did a, this was a school that ended up using the Brain Power program, but I had 500 kids in an assembly and we were just going through memory skills left and right, just trying different things just for fun. It was just that first introduction to memory skills. And um, we did, everybody knows what an acronym is, and we renamed it Top Words, Tip Off Power. And we just did, you know, and I always love to use grocery lists because everybody knows what that is. Everybody has to go to the grocery store, so I always use that one. 
and there are 500 kids and we were going to go to the grocery store. So I said, scream out things that you need at the grocery store. And so, you know, kid Oreos and, and onions and green beans and bananas. And so they would yell things out. And I had somebody typing it up on the big, on the big board. And so we, I, I showed them how, you know, you could make an acronym out of that. And it ended up being, you know, green beans. Let's see if we rearrange that onions, Oreos, it's goobers. It was G, <laughs> it was G O O B R S. And so, you know, it, it was almost goobers, mm-hmm. but so, ah, ha, ha, you know, and put it all together. And it was a student, of course, who came up with that as the acronym. Well, the really fascinating thing about it is I you know, ended up training that entire school and they were sixth graders the year that we did that. The next year they were seventh graders, obviously. And I was doing another assembly and, and knew that I had that crew um, that i had had the year before and they knew who I was. And uh, just off out of the blue, I said, hey, who remembers that grocery list that we did? And every hand went up. I mean, mm. and I, I, I was absolutely shocked. That I didn't expect. And so whenever I want to know if 500 kids really has something, I make them say it in unison. And so I say, you're going to all say it at the same time, and then you stop. And then you say the whole, you know, the, the next one again, but then you all stop. And so I could really hear the voices that if, you know, if there were three that remembered and, you know, the rest didn't, I wouldn't be. Anyway, but it was green beans. Okay, stop. Onions. I mean, and they all really knew the list. And so the reason I even tell that story is it demonstrates the the importance and, and the fact that children need to understand that they have the ability to do something very, very simple that locks information into their brain when they're not even planning on it. Mm. And so, I, I mean, I'm literally, and of course I'm almost in tears over this going, <laughs> oh my God. And so I'm saying, listen to yourself. So you weren't paid to remember that information. You weren't going to be tested on that information. But for some reason, your brain took that information and locked it in. Why would that be? It's because of the way you put it into your brain. So if you can do that, with everything you study, you can put information into your brain in such a powerful way every single time you study. I mean, how amazing. You're going to remember things when you're the old age of 41, you know. <laughs> but hey, watch that, that, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you can't be a day over 21. Yeah, okay. And so, I, I, you know, you're going to remember that. And, and so, and you know those people who can talk about their 10th grade biology class and, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, the, you know, I, you know, and I'm going to pretend that I even know how to... <laughs> to give an example of that back. right but um but but so it, it um when students really understand that and your child really understands that hey you know what the way that i put it in really is going to make a difference in terms of how i'm going to remember it is so much different than staring at a book for an hour falling asleep and not really even knowing what studying means it's funny because, and as it really truly is the way that you put it into your brain. Our minds are phenomenal. But um, if you remember studying piano, every good boy does yes, fine and F-A-C-E exactly. and the piano keyboard and you're learning about music. But And, and they say that when you go back, when you're learning that. So it, it truly is the way we learn to study and how you make it fun and what you put in. Absolutely. It's so true. And so many, and so many people remember The Colors of the Rainbow by Roy G. Biv. Mm-hmm. And so... If, if people know that, and I say, well, wh- why? <laughs> why do you still hold on to that information so desperately? Why do you get up every morning and study the colors? They don't. They heard it maybe once or twice, and it's they might be brilliant. You know, it might be that. 
or it just might have stuck you know Mm -hmm. and why why because your brain grabbed on so that awareness i think is crucial and you've taken it to that next level and you have really tapped into a wonderful program and you've taken it to elementary middle and all beyond so i think that's great that you've taken your passion and you really truly are passionate about this i really believe in it thank you it's it's kind of hard not to be when you see what kids do and when you see, I literally have kids, and I always say, I want to see, if you have 100% on a test, mm-hmm. you, I want to see it. And I have boxes, literally boxes. Aww. I can't throw those things away. Aww, <laughs> like, but, um, but I, and I had a, a teacher tell me, now this was a teacher that was not happy with me when I first was introduced to the school. And I understand why. Again, you know, teacher's very overworked. I don't have time for yet another thing. And he was very vocal about it in front of a large group. Ooh, <laughs> he said, nice. I don't have time for yet another program, another thing. And I think what he meant to say was gimmick. And um, mm. he um, he was just very upset and vocal. And he he he, he shared his true feelings before he stormed out. Mm. <laughs> anyway, anyway um, but I emailed that guy later. And his school had decided to take my program on. So he was stuck with me. Mm. And I, I emailed him and I said, honestly, his name's Dave. I can say that. Um, I said, honestly, Dave Anderson, <laughs> that, um, I, uh, I said, I respect where you're coming from, but give me a chance because I'm only here to help you. And if I can't, I get it. Like anyway, but this guy, he's like my, he's a buddy now because Good. he, he actually just decided, he said, well, if you're, you know, if we're going to do this, I'm going to need some examples for my classroom. Great. Give me a study sheet. And so he emailed me one and I sent five examples of five different memory tools. Just put this in front of your students. Don't even teach it. Just put it in front of them. Anyway, the next time I came back to that school, this guy's a huge guy. He, he, he's a big, tall guy. He walked up to me and I'm like, oh no, here we, he's got a stack of papers. And he said, in six years, I haven't had a 100%. And I used to offer a hundred dollars to anybody who could get a hundred percent in my class. He goes, but I stopped doing that because nobody could do it. And he stuffed this stack of papers at me. And they were like five or six hundred percents at the top and the rest like A's and B's. And, you know, of course, I go in my car and sob again. And, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, it, but um, it's just it's just that that when kids just really go, oh, wow. You know, um, my, my favorite, favorite um, experiment to do in a classroom is I bring a medical school test um, to third graders. <laughs> And, and I have them, and I train them into how to memorize and anatomy and physiology of the heart. Can you learn this? No. <laughs> a huge paragraph. Can you do that? No. Um, I've done this with third graders, fifth graders, high schoolers. But And you show them, oh, yeah, you can. Let me show you. And I bring the principal in after we train. And then I ask, oh, how many chambers? What are the names of the chambers? What are the functions of the chambers? After 15 minutes. <laughs> and kids, you know, get it like this. We've done random inventions. And they go home going, Oh my gosh, I can, you know, can you can you memorize 50 words in a row? No. <laughs> and then we have them do it. And so anyway, but the point is you can do that at home. You can do that as a volunteer in a classroom. You can even if your your school isn't doing the program, um, bring one memory tool in there and bring one that you already know. If you, if you don't buy the book, you know, you know what an acronym is, go teach a bunch of kids how to make an acronym. And that's going to help them. Oh my goodness. It, it, you don't even need um, it doesn't need to be a formal program is the answer. It's the long-winded answer. All these third-grade <laughs> parents, Harvard and Yale, calling here, right? <laughs> right? The, the scholarships. Yeah, wow. Absolutely. No reason they well, can't. This is phenomenal. Very interesting information. I love this. And um, this is, uh, again, your website will be where everybody's going to be going to. Thank you so much for your Thank time, you. Dr. Sherry. We look forward to having you on again. But in the meantime, this is the website to go to. You can catch more of Dr.
Dr. Sherry. It's uh, brainpowerschools.com. We learn all about her passion for learning and education. And perhaps pick up one of her books and see her in person. The book uh, is The Toolbox, Memory Skills for Everyone. It's available at Mother's Market. Thank you once again. We look forward to our next visit. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Mother's Market radio show and for shopping at Mother's Market. The advice and informational content does not necessarily represent the views of Mother's Market and Kitchen. Mother's recommends consulting your health professional for your personal medical condition.